Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the You Should Run podcast. I'm Tony Heil, council member in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania, which is, of course, right near the Philadelphia area. And if you've listened to my podcast, you know that on this podcast, we've talked to people from across the country at every level of government, uh, from borough council like myself and school board to county office, state representative and senate, um, lieutenant governor, state auditor, and even U.S. Congress and Senate. Uh, And if you also listen, you know that everyone has a different perspective. The states are not all the same, though a lot of things are the same now, a lot nationalized. And today I'm going to go further than I ever have before, not just to Michigan, but to another planet as I talk to my new friend, Austin Marsman. He's, you know, I I know I'm mispronouncing it on purpose, um, but Austin Marsman is going to talk about his... um, role in office in Michigan and kind of what's inspired him as a young person to be involved in in the political process. He's only 21 years old, which makes me feel exhausted because it's like half my age and now I feel very old, Um, but he's going to hopefully make me feel better. Austin, thanks for talking today. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for having me, Tony. It's uh, great to be on the podcast. So I we, we went back and forth, and like I said, you're only 21 years old, but honestly, when I was 21, that's when I got involved in campaigning, even though it wasn't for myself. Being at starting at 21 is a good thing, uh, and it's something I always ask my guests at the beginning is, have you always been interested in politics? Has it always been important to you, or did something kind of encourage you, like, you know, I should take that seriously as um, something to take action on? Yeah, no, for me, involvement started in sixth grade. I was uh, really involved in environmental studies uh-huh. as, a, as a sixth grader, and then moved on to starting an environmental club at my school, and uh, we were really pushing to bring solar panels to Martin Public Schools, mm-hmm. and I was proud to be part of the student movement that actually got solar panels on the roof at Martin. We currently have 60% renewable energy. We're the first school in the state to do so, and it was really cool as a student to lead that effort. Moving fast forward to 2018, I was graduating, a senior, and someone approached me and said, you should run for school board. And I looked at him for a minute and said, you're crazy. (laughs) But, you know, now I'm on the school board. I've been there since November of 2020, and it's been really great to give back. And, you know, you're not the first young person to be on school board that I've had here. Bushra Amawala from uh, Illinois. ran while she was in college and I think is really accomplished and impressive person. Um, So my son is seven. How do I get him off his lazy butt to change the world? Because he's, he's votes with me, but clearly that's not enough. Yeah, that's a, I, that's great that you take him to the polling place. It's, I think we all have a role to play in being role models Mm -hmm. um, for the next generation of leaders. And that's coming from one of those folks in that generation is, you know, being a role model, taking folks out to vote, talking to them about issues they care about, and, you know, modeling that it's not always one side versus the other. It's how can we benefit our community? How do we be engaged in a way that, you know, fits how we feel we can be engaged? Yeah, you know, I think people don't realize this, but I believe that 2018 was the highest percentage of young voters in a midterm maybe since the 60s or maybe earlier, but maybe a lot earlier. 2020 actually had an uptick in young voters. Uh, So while young people may not vote at the same level as older voters and people in their 60s, um, I think that it seems like uh, there is more political engagement by younger voters, maybe in generations. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, 2018, for example, really mobilized the young people um, to realize that there's issues out there that we care about, right? There was the Parkland shooting in Florida um, that mobilized a lot of young folks. There was issues up and down the ballot. Well, there wasn't a presidential election. There were certainly fantastic local races, members of Congress, folks running that really energized young people. So what I know that you did the... um you were talking about solar panels at school and climate change and climate issues are obviously, I think, more important to younger voters than to maybe other voters in past years. It doesn't mean that people are bad in another way. Um, but I've noticed that from even calls I'm on uh, and on climate issues in my County where there's a different perspective to people who are younger when it comes to climate issues. Is that like a top thing for you? And have you seen that in your generation of political activists? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I'm running for county commissioner in Allegan County on the east side of the county. And a part of my district has the Kalamazoo River. And you might remember Enbridge had a big oil spill in the Kalamazoo River a few years back. Um, Climate, you know, we have to be responsible stewards of our environment. And that, that goes for our groundwater, that goes for, you know, the rivers and streams, that goes for our air, that goes for everything. So it's a huge issue. And yeah, it mobilizes young people. And I feel like climate may be one of those things that, especially for younger voters, does cross party boundaries a bit. Uh, The parties are so polarized. Uh, You know, people say, oh, I vote for the candidate. And now it feels like, yes, vote for the candidate. But one side is really bonkers on issues. Do you feel like climate is something that may be uniting people who are younger based on the trends of what could happen? Definitely. I I think that's totally... And it cuts across generations, too. I mean, I was talking to some farmers the other day who understand the impact it has on their crops Mm -hmm. and, you know, the responsibility we have to ensure that our farmers can grow food to -hmm. feed all of us. So I think it cuts across generations, and it certainly mobilizes at least young people, for sure. Well, so first, as a young person, you have run and you're involved in school issues. And I have talked with a number of younger people who have... Um, taken on school issues. Alexandra Ayala in uh, uh, Palm Beach County in Florida. She's in her 20s. And the average age of a school board member in this country is 53 years old. And so many of them maybe don't, don't even have parents in the school, much less have recently been a member. What kind of perspective have you brought that you think is valuable um, and maybe missing in other school boards? Yeah. So being the youngest person in the room is really fun uh, okay. because I can learn from <laughs> I can learn from the fellow uh, board members, we can have really great discussions. Um, and, you know, we all, in, in the tight-knit community of Martin, I mean, there's only 600 students, K through 12. So we, we all know each other, and we all can come together at the end of the day and really learn from each other. Um, I just graduated in 2018, so I can provide kind of a unique perspective as far as what young people need, um, where, where they're at, especially when, it, when we talk about our LGBTQ students, when mm-hmm. we talk about those who um, have brothers and sisters with special needs, um, realizing that it's a different age from when many of these folks went to school. And I want to talk about what you're going to do on a county level, but when you decided to run for a school board, I'm sure people helped encourage you. You said you were told, like, hey, you should run for office. Um, what was the, and you won, obviously, right? Like, so what was the support like from other people um, as you decided that you were going to be a first-time member of the school board? Yeah, the support was tremendous. I mean, I ran in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I ran in 2020. Such an unconventional year to get involved uh, and 
running my own campaign, but the support from my friends and family, um, folks saying, you know, hey, why don't you address this? Or, hey, you know, this has been an issue. You know, I'm right there with them and understanding that. But the support of the community, Martin's a really tight-knit community, and I hope someday I can welcome you and welcome anyone who's listening to this to Martin. It's a great community. But we're very tight-knit. I haven't been to Michigan since, well, I think since I was like in sixth grade. I don't So I went to the, I think it was uh, Thomas Edison, no, not Thomas, I forget what it was that I went in Michigan for a field trip. And it was like a four hour drive one way from Pittsburgh where I lived and then back. So it was one of those long things. Um, so on the school board itself, though, like you said, you're learning a lot. Um, and the dynamics on school boards are so challenging right now. Have you had to deal with those challenges of just misinformation online, um, you know, a toxic environment, or because you seem to say that your community is very um, open and welcoming. Yeah, you know, it's COVID times are hard. Right. Um, I'll be right up front about that. But as a school board member, it's our job, you know, not to uh, necessarily take the Google research and the YouTube videos um, as fact, to really listen to the experts, to see the true medical studies. And uh, really, it comes down to the law and making an informed decision based on all of those things together. So it's been tough. We've had a lot of tough meetings where we're, you know, losing a lot of sleep and listening to community members with their concerns. Um, but at the end of the day, we're here for the benefit of all the students. So it's been it's been it's been tough. But at the end of the day, that's it's part of the job. And I think that a lot of people, when it comes to politics at any level, think that oh, I have to wait my turn. I'm not experienced enough yet. Obviously, you didn't wait your turn. You got there as soon as you could. Uh, <laughs> and I, I appreciate that because government's supposed to be representative. It's not just about the people with the top resumes. It's supposed to represent the people and percentage-wise. Um, so. As a young person on a school board, why would you tell other people who are younger, hey, don't don't take this for granted. Don't just pay attention to Joe Biden versus Donald Trump or any of that. Pay attention down here. What, what would be your words of encouragement? Yeah. So on a school board, you're making decisions that impact the education of the next generation of leaders. You, you're making an impact that, you know, is community-wide, is, you know, mm -hmm. even farther than you can ever imagine. Uh, don't get discouraged as a young person. Don't wait your turn. Um, I, I encourage folks not to wait their turn. Uh, the time is now. Um, when people tell you to wait your turn, that usually means that they don't believe in you and that, you know, you, you shouldn't listen to that. You know, you, you're here, you're, you're dedicated to this. And I think at the end of the day, it's about helping other, other people and making an impact uh, bigger than yourself. And as a, member as a, a younger member of the school board during the pandemic like you said um you know people's traditional way of outreach obviously has changed you know whether people are no longer doing as much door knocking or you know, community meetings maybe um face-to-face -face stuff have you what do, what can someone like you bring to that connection to the community that maybe um was lacking before yeah, so it's been fun. I have a Facebook page. I'm on Twitter quite a bit. But, um, you know, outreach that way and being respectful in that. You know, people have my email address. I get quite a few emails every day. But something started uh, since the pandemic has gotten a little better here in Michigan is I've started getting out there and talking to folks. I have a coffee hour um, on the last Saturday of almost every month just to kind of hear what folks are thinking. Um, we've got the Clippers Cafe downtown in Martin. Uh, where I try to sit every Saturday 
that I can and just listen to folks. And as a young person, you know, sometimes people, oh, you know, he might be unapproachable, but people find that I'm very accessible, whether it's through Facebook, email, or at the Clippers Cafe. Okay, well, if I get out there, I will try. I'm not much of a coffee drinker myself. Um, <laughs> so in the other school board members, you say it's been welcoming. One thing I've re- learned recently, I talked with uh, Jasmine Crockett, who's a state rep in Texas, Tex- uh, and she was one that helped organize the walkout about voting rights. Thankfully, you don't have to do that where you are, at least not on your level, but maybe in the, uh, for other things in Michigan. But, um, you know, she said that there were a lot of people in the Democratic caucus there who actually were excited to have this fresh person there. And they're like, you know, we agree with you, but um, we haven't had someone with your energy to kind of nudge us in that direction. Is that something that a young person like yourself can kind of be welcomed in where maybe some older people, I don't even mean just an age, are saying, wow, we're, we're glad to have someone that's going to, you know, light the fire and keep us energized as opposed to just go along to get along. Yeah, no, that's the exact energy that I've, that was my goal to bring to the board. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been fun, you know, despite, despite COVID and the challenges there, we've been able to really make a difference and impact the kids as they get back to school this school year. And that's what I want to bring to the county commission. Um, we currently have uh, seven uh, gentlemen in their early 60s and 70s and that I'm hoping to bring a new perspective as a 21 year old to the county commission um, you know try to move some issues forward and really make an impact instead of being more stagnant yeah so you're running for county level under my county in Montgomery County Pennsylvania for our county commissioners we have this thing where two teams of uh two run so and then a top three wins there's a minority representation um which isn't always great now because the the republicans in montgomery county used to be pretty moderate very nice i might disagree with them but and now the republican that wins because it's just the consolation seat is he's not very well respected by people in the county um but we have a democratic majority who's just going to win now which is great in our county What's the county system like in, in uh, Michigan? What, how many people serve? You know, what, what, do you, what can you do if you win? Yeah, so I want to start with um, the makeup of the county commission and how that works. Um, commissioners run in their own districts. There are currently seven districts. Um, pending redistricting, um, we could be looking at as many as nine or 11 districts or as few as five districts, depending on how the population mm-hmm. and the districts are drawn. Um, my district currently encompasses three townships and a city. Um, it's, you know, our goal as a county commissioner is to set policy, um, to oversee the county budget, to do constituent relations and help constituents navigate county services. Um, we have a county administrator. Uh, he oversees the day-to-day and does all of that. We have our departments. We have the clerk. We have the sheriff, a prosecuting attorney, all of those. Um, but... Overall, we're elected to represent our districts. There's seven, and there's of course chair. And so, some people might, some people don't realize the power that local government has. I'm sure you realize that people don't understand that, and it doesn't make them dumb. It's just, you know, I don't understand baseball rules, and I've been following baseball since I was a kid. Right? It just doesn't make sense. Um, so. How much authority can you have in a county? Is it something that you feel like if you're in county position, there are things that you can possibly accomplish that maybe you couldn't in other roles? 
Yeah, definitely. As a county commissioner, especially during this time of COVID, just connecting folks to resources mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. I mean, we have our small businesses. Um, we have folks struggling to find the COVID test before they can return to work. Mm-hmm. Um, just some small things like that. But on the bigger scale, I mean, broadband is a huge thing. Um, making sure folks are connected to the internet. Allegan County is very rural and internet's terrible out here. Uh, thankfully, I'm calling in from work today, so <laughs> or on break here, but so I have good internet, mm-hmm. but it's uh, making sure folks have the resources and at the county level, you know, there's some limited things that we can do. We have to be within state and federal law, of course, but there are some impacts we can make. You know, you talk about uh, your county being very rural and I've talked with a number of Democrats who have run or in challenging races lost or, you know, beat expectations in rural areas. And one thing that's been exhausting to them is they say, you know, for us here, the only thing that matters is culture. And I could be proposing the best thing in the world to this group of people. And they will say, that's great. And then it won't matter because all they care about is, you know, what's on Fox News or what's on OAN. All these very far-right cultural things that they can't get past. Um, Do you think that you are able to have a different kind of relationship with voters in your county than maybe they could where they are in places like South Dakota? Yeah, you know, I hope so. Uh, my parents raised me the value of har- to understand the value of hard work, to understand the value of respecting my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I was raised in a, a household that followed the teachings of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm very open with the fact that I'm a Democrat, you mm-hmm. know. But at the end of the day, it's sitting, at, sitting down and finding out how we can address these issues that impact us. You know, whether it's potholes on the county road, those aren't Republican or Democratic potholes. They affect our cars the same way. Um, our corn grows in the same direction. Yeah, it's, it's all of these things that aren't really partisan issues that we can find some common ground on. And I think maybe for voters, because I think voters are actually more open to fresh faces, younger voters, than sometimes the party establishments can be. But regardless of the party, right? So um, do you think that being a, a newer person in politics can give you an opportunity because you have more of a blank slate instead of coming in and people thinking, oh, there's Austin. He's been doing all this stuff for 20 years. He's been doing uh, pushing the Democratic thing or the Republican thing. Like, do you think being newer gives you uh, somewhat of an advantage? Yeah, I think so. It's about being a fresh face. I mean, I'm really involved in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a community event that I'm not at. Um, we have the Allegan County Fair going on this week, and I've been there almost every day. Um, but I think as far as being involved in the establishment per se, I <laughs> I struggle with that because there isn't really an establishment here in West Michigan. Uh, when people see a Democrat, they're like, oh, hey, you know, what are you doing here Right, <laughs> kind of thing? So, I, you know, it's building the bridges, as Governor Whitmer would say, and finding more that is in common than what divides us. And I think it's really cool when I talk to people from Michigan, and I really like the Michigan Democrats because they seem fresher, they seem younger, not just in age, but in ideas. So whenever I'm following them on the state level or other level, um, like Jason Morgan, who's running for state rep now from Washtenaw County, talked to my podcast, um, it just seems more dynamic than some other states, but also seems like people like yourself like the governor, 
And I don't get that from other states all the time. They're like, yeah, we have a Democratic governor, but, you know, whatever. Um, and so do you think – And but I also remember talking with uh, people who have run, and even if they didn't win, those local races kind of percolated the vote up. So do you see this as a team effort running for next year that, like, you know, your efforts can help other Democrats up and down the ballot? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a team effort. You know, the governor is doing a great job here in Michigan for those of us who live here and folks elsewhere who are following it. Um, she's had to make a lot, make a lot of tough calls, right. With this COVID and everything else. But she said this, uh, in an interview, it's tough times don't last, Mm -hmm. but tough people do. And I took that to heart because, you know, at the end of the day, she's doing her job and, you know, I, I don't want that job right now. That is, well, you're not going to get <laughs> she, it. She right can now. have that job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to meet a certain age requirement there. But um, she she's doing a great job, and I do see this as a team effort. Um, I'm actually out collecting ballot petition signatures for her um, in a couple weeks here because um, she has to get a certain amount of signatures to get on the ballot here in Michigan. Um, but I do see it as a team effort and having the conversations of, hey, when we're working on your county roads, we're also talking about ways we can collaborate with MDOT, ways we can, you know, impact drinking water with the Department of Natural Resources. Um, so it's a team effort for sure. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people about their first steps. If you were a young person running, wanting to run for office, what would be your first step to do as opposed to just like making a Instagram post saying, I'm going to run for office and then like not knowing what you do after that? Yeah. So I would encourage folks to seek out someone um, in their area that's an elected official. Um, this goes for Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, speaking broadly, if you admire your state rep who's a Republican or a Democratic uh, state senator or someone like that, I would certainly encourage you to reach out, even if it's a city council person, and say, hey, you know, what do you think? Let's, let's have coffee. Let's talk about what your job looks like, um, if it's something that's right for you, if you have the time for it. But definitely sitting down and having conversations with folks that you, you admire, that you think are doing a great job, it's a great place to start. I'm always happy to talk with people that say they admire me. That's a good start for any conversation, right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, Definitely. And and so, like you said, you are 21. Um, and for me, when I was 21, that's when 9-11 happened. That was clearly the defining moment of my generation. Um, and maybe even now that some of those impacts have dissipated and changed, I think it's still obviously the turning point for people in my, my age. Is is the pandemic the turning point? And is it easy to define because the pandemic is not like a day this happened, like nine eleven was. Yeah. So, what's kind of what do you think is the define defines your generation? Yeah, you know, many of us were you know either just born or in my case, I was turning two years old in the month when nine eleven happened. Right. So I don't really. I was crawling around on the floor. I don't really remember much of that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, You know, I think the pandemic is a defining moment. We're living in a time where every day it seems like there's something new, Um, whether it's a school shooting, whether it's climate change, any of those things, uh, you know, there's a disaster happening all the time. But I think with the pandemic, it's been encouraging to see folks coming together. Uh, And that's young and old coming together. Um, There's been a lot of mental health issues happening with the pandemic and realizing that it's okay to come forward if you're struggling with mental health and that you're not alone. So it's, I think young folks are having sort of an awakening right now where they understand the power of their voice, you know, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or things like that. 
um, finding ways to connect with each other, even in times where we have to be separated. And I know that for for younger people, it's not just about being able to connect and speak out, but also to speak out on issues that maybe for my generation or the generation before, people just kind of say, well, that's that's life, um, like treatment of women and minorities, but especially women, I think uh, mm-hmm. I've seen with how claims may have been dismissed outright as that's just life. And I feel like now things are not tolerated in that respect. Is that? Do you think that is a sea change with uh, the next generation of people in public life? Yeah, I think so, and I hope so yeah. because you know these things shouldn't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. As a survivor myself, I think it's oh. really important that we respect and uplift those folks who otherwise would be pushed to the sidelines, and especially in a time like this. And I, I obviously that's something that can definitely, it is definitely addressed on in a school board level and on a county level, you know, um, respect for people at the LGBTQ community, women, minorities who are dealing with trauma from abuse of various kinds. Is that something that you feel like you can and have done already? Because I know you already mentioned some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Allegan County um, has really great resources. Um, and as a county commissioner, I would oversee the budget. Mm-hmm. I, that's part of my role. And investing in the budget and investing in our priorities, because the county's budget is our priorities Mm -hmm. um, on paper. So we're not going to be defunding the health department. You know, we're going to support our professionals who are helping women seeking help. We're going to, you know, support the resources. We're going to support our sheriff's department, Um, you know, make sure they have the training necessary, making sure that they have all the resources they need to be successful, Um, ensuring that our drain commissioner especially in a time of climate change, has the resources they need to be successful. So it's about ensuring that the county residents in Allegan have the best quality of life possible. Yeah, I, and I, I appreciate that you're talking about a, a holistic approach. We just had a terrible hurricane in our area, and we've never had a hurricane like this um, that led to such flooding way more than expected. And now we have to make plans that we really should have made years ago. Like, just we keep... Uh, expecting like okay one day soon we're going to have to really address climate in a serious way and it's like no we can't wait for the future we have to do this like this year um is that something that is that what your area is doing now or do you think that you're gonna have to make a push to like say you know we have to take this seriously on a policy level yeah no it's gonna be an all all hands on deck approach right the policies we put in place um martin schools led the way when we put solar panels on the roof and I think I can bring that to the county level and say, hey, these, these ideas aren't just some, you know, college-level classroom discussion. This is actual things that can um, impact us and save us money and save the environment. Um, it's no longer either or, you know. We can do smart things and still be financially responsible. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, well, one of the ways that people can learn about how you are being responsible is like they got to follow you. You say you're doing a lot of networking in different ways. What are the best ways that you would recommend people to check out what you're doing and, and learn more about your background and your campaigning? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook. Folks can search me, Austin Marsman, or on Twitter, at Austin Marsman. Also on Instagram, at Austin for Allegan. Um, my website is austinmarsman.com. That's A-U-S-T-I-N, going hyphen us. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. And hopefully we can, you know, build the next generation of leadership here in Allegan County. 
Great. Well, I, I hope that you're encouraged and that other people listen and they um, take Austin's story as a reason why people of all ages, especially younger people, we can't we can't depend on just the, the generations past to save the generations of the future. We have to be all, all be in it together. Uh, thanks, Austin, and, and best of luck, and I look forward to seeing what you're able to accomplish in Michigan. Yeah, take care.